Hey guys, it's Adam from Casper Dog Training. We're here with another episode of the podcast, and I wanted to first of all thank everyone for listening uh, all around the U.S., uh, Canada, Europe, uh, even Africa, and uh, also in Asia. I have some listeners as well. So thank you for everybody, and uh, of course my loyal listeners in the U.S., and especially northern New Jersey. Um, I want to also say thank you to anyone that has uh, sponsored on anchor.fm forward slash Adam dash Casper. And you can become a, a sponsor and, and contribute to the quality and, and depth of uh, the podcast by sponsoring me for as little as 99 cents per month. It's not even, not even it's like pennies a day. So, um, you know, check that out uh, on that page. And also check out my webpage, which is Casper.com dogtraining.com and you can be uh, the hero of your family and get dog training for your entire family for less than a cost of a pizza dinner for a family for four. Uh, for 50 bucks US, we can do an online uh, video session. I can demonstrate everything I need to do uh, to train your family and your dog to do what you need them to do to also modify their behavior, um, to get rid of pesky issues like jumping, nipping, biting, um, and all the things that are associated with obedience training, other behavior modifications, and then also a very, very important one. So many people right now are getting new dogs, puppies, um, adopting, and fostering. And this is a great time to do it because you have lots of time. But what goes along with that really well, and if you really want a... Uh, a very peaceful and pleasant experience having a new dog in your home. Get training. Go get online training today. Again, it's casperdogtraining.com and you can go to forward slash book dash online and right there uh, at the top of the page is online dog training. Select that and we can cover any issue you need to over video in front of your whole family for less than the price of a pizza dinner for a family of four. So, this podcast today, we're gonna to be talking about my favorite command called Leave It. Leave It, this is the third episode in this and it's gonna be a little bit shorter. And what we're gonna talk about is the more advanced techniques in Leave It. And I can explain the practicality of what I'm going to talk about. First of all, um, one thing you need to know is um, Leave It obviously is impulse control based. So we're training the dog to look into your eyes as opposed to whatever stimuli that they're um, distracted by. So that could be the UPS driver, a squirrel running across a fence, a kid um, dribbling a soccer ball across the lawn, or you know anything that might distract the dog away from your attention. And usually in those moments is when the dog gets themselves into trouble. They bark, they jump, they lunge, uh, they might actually run off your property or run out your front door. So it's really important to get your dog focused in on you. And the last two episodes of the podcast when we were talking about this, they were very simple. It's hand-based games and stuff that you're going to be doing where your dog's right in front of you and you basically already have the dog's attention. However, we're going to take this to the next level. And that next level is going to be getting your dog to understand that whether the the food-based lure or reward we're going to be using is going to be metaphorically something that they need to look at from a distance and ignore that while you're at a distance from the food and that the dog is at a distance. So it basically becomes a game of, hey, this is fair game. 
and then your dog is going to either try and take it and scavenge that food, just like we were talking about previously, whether it's in an open palm or whether it's in a closed fist. It's just another way of illustrating, hey dog, you can't have that not now versus no, not never. And that's the important distinction between leave it and no. If you're saying no to your dog, um, to me, that's a very, uh, it's a very static, finite, um, and definitive way of saying something. No means you can't have that bar none ever. It's not a sometimes thing. Leave it just means not now. You, normally you can have that, uh, but we can't have it right now. So the way I think about it this way is a lot of times whenever my, my daughter was little and we'd be walking around in a store and she'd say, can I have a, you know, can I have a pack of gum? And I'd say, no, not now. And, you know, we'd leave that to another time and then maybe I'd use that as an incentive to get her to, to, to help clean up around the house or do chores or whatever. So with a dog, on the other hand, you're basically saying, not now, but look at me. And um, if, if you can also wrap that up into another, another way of thinking is like, just forget about that thing, ignore it. It's not that important. So that's the way I visualize leave it. That's the concept behind it, and it's it's a real strong way of working. Now, one thing I have to do uh, up front in this particular episode and talking about the this more advanced version of, of the Leave It game or, or, or training technique, um, it's this. You can uh, and you will need to do uh, some body blocking. Now, the definition that I, I will explain about body blocking is you will stand in front of your dog and you will physically block his or her boundary to get to the, the, the food. Um, it's no longer something that's under your possession. So first and foremost, I would request lots of patience when you're working on this. Expect several failures, maybe a couple setbacks. But what you're going to do when you come out of the other side is you're going to have a dog that's very well-rounded at this version of impulse control, which basically takes care of a great deal of the distracted stimulus that will come across your dog's nose at any given point, whether it be food, prey, play, or any kind of level of fear or excitement. It cues the dog on what they should do. And also you being the barrier um, provides a little bit better layer of, uh, of uh, reinforcement and also showing there's boundaries and rules. When you say leave it, you really mean leave it. And you're going to be blocking the dog's uh, progress to that uh, object, but you're going to be blocking it with your own body. So how that looks, um, it's very simple. And you could start off this uh, with, a, with a puppy or a young dog or a new dog to you and simply do this in you know your, your kitchen uh, doorway. So wherever your dog can enter into the kitchen, um, start off by just kind of playing a little bit of a game. And it's, it's a little bit, um, let's put it this way. It could be perceived to the dog as a little bit annoying, but what you're going to do is stand in front of your dog. And, uh, as they approach to get into the room, you're going to put your hands at your sides and basically leave your, leave your arms down at, at your side and turn your palms out towards the dog, uh, on both your left and right hand side. There's no treats involved with this, guys. All you're going to be doing is blocking the dog's entrance to a room with your body. So as the dog tries to progress, you will uh, 
step forward or block the block the, the dog's body from passing you either going left or right if you're keeping your legs closer together so that really the dog can't squeeze through the the, the middle of your legs you can also, it looks kind of weird when you do it, but I also do this too to make myself appear a little bit bigger uh, because overall I'm not a very big guy. But what I'll do is I'll put my hands um, down at my, at my waist, right at my side, uh, straight arms, palms out, hands open. And then what I'll do is I will actually point my toes as far to the side as possible. So think about walking like a penguin. And when you do this, you're able to literally, without touching the dog, without forcing the dog, and without pressuring the dog other than your presence, move the dog to one side or another, and then also start taking little like uh, penguin steps towards the dog and push the dog away from the, from the opening of the door. So this is a, a, a ramp up and a gear up just to get to this next phase of, of leave it. The way leave it is going to work in this more advanced third stage is you're going to face your dog and if you want to right about now it's a, a 910 in the broadcast um, you can pause uh, right here this will be your point where you want to uh, pay attention you're going to uh, uh, mark this moment with two pieces of, of food again there's gonna be one in your hand in your left hand and one in your right hand um, again like episode uh, the second episode of leave it we're going to be having one in your left hand out in front of the dog, one in your right hand behind the dog. You're going to get the dog to stop and, and sit, and you're going to have the treat in your left hand in front of the dog. Now, um, I don't really have a preference on how you warm up. You want to do closed fist or open palm, uh, like the other two episodes of uh, the podcast where I, I talk about leave it. It's totally up to you. But... That right hand where you have uh, the, the treat behind your back, this is going to be the one where we're going to take it to the next level. So after the dog has, has successfully navigated the first round of leave it with your left hand, so the dog doesn't try and scavenge, doesn't try and steal the, the treat out of your left hand that's in front of the dog's face after you said leave it, and after the dog made eye contact with you for maybe three to five seconds, what you'll do is get the keep the dog in the sit position, reward the dog, but then say your dog's name again, say leave it, and toss the treat in your right hand behind you about two to three feet. Okay, so what I'm talking about here is, is not hurling the, the treat across the room. The intention is just a couple feet behind you. So if you needed to step backwards, you won't step on it. And also it's not... Um, creating such a, a, a ruckus that the dog, you know, really gets distracted. We're talking about just a little more than an exaggerated drop. So a couple feet. And I know that's clear now. So what I want you guys to do is as you do that, in, in my case, my dog's name is Allie. I'll say, Allie, leave it. And I'll toss it two, three feet behind me, uh, behind my back with my right hand, which is already behind my back with the high value treat. If she gets up, I'm going to say, ah, leave it, and I'm going to body block. At that point, I take both of my hands, put them down at my, my sides, palms out towards the dog. My, my feet and my toes are pointed basically penguin style as much as, uh, as I can, pointing basically under my shoulders. And then I'm going to basically become a goalie and block the dog from advancing forward. Now, most dogs that have been, uh, that are familiar with, with the other two versions of, of Leave It, 
probably will adapt to this pretty well. If we're talking about a dog that's shaky at best, um, chances are they're going to fail. But also, if you have a dog that has a high prey drive, your dog might be really super motivated to just dart in between your legs, try and uh, bolt around you. And some of the fast dogs, uh, believe me guys, it's going to be difficult. But if you do this and you repeat this a bunch of times and the dog starts figuring out, you know, it's, it's still better to get the praise. And this is part of what I'm working towards with you guys too, is getting the dog to look at you instead of looking at the object. And when you toss that treat behind your back, you're actually providing a little bit of a distraction, but also simulates stuff that you're going to encounter in everyday life, such as, you know, a squirrel running across the lawn or, or uh, uh, your, your walk um, when you're walking the dog. So this is exactly the scenario you would see. Granted, it's not behind you and you're not going to body block in that situation, but you see a squirrel that runs across the street and your dog lunges and you say, leave it, dog should turn back and look to you. Likewise, if something falls behind you uh, and you say, leave it, or even in the kitchen, you're cooking and uh, something does hit the floor and you say, leave it, and it's like at your feet, you may be able to step over it and body block your dog and the dog will eventually look to you and say, can I have it? And at that moment, that's really where you full you, you gain the full appreciation of what this uh, command is. Because say, let's just say for argument's sake, it's bacon. And that hit the floor. It's cooked. But, you know, humans, we're not going to eat it. And chances are bacon, we're not going to wash off. So, you know, let, let the dog have it. But let the dog have it only after they backed up. Only after they left it. And only after they looked at you. So this way, the dog's understanding the protocol. You know, uh, summer's coming. People are going to be uh, grilling outside and, you know, some, some of you folks are really just longing for the days of, of, of cookouts and, and barbecues and things like that. And this is a great, um, a great tool because if you have kids, there's no way that those kids aren't going to eventually drop some food on the floor. Besides the fact that, you know, we're going to drop stuff while we're grilling, uh, things will fall off tables, wind will, will kick things over and, and knock things on the ground, and plus, hey, you know what? Every once in a while, people get clumsy. But we can save uh, your dog from a lot of gastrointestinal distress by, you know, say, not gobbling down a dozen hot dogs in one shot because you dropped the uh, open package of hot dogs that you were going to grill on the ground, and the dog just gobbles it all up. You have some some time, and you also have a braking mechanism of the dog and interrupt their, uh, their, um, their impulse control so that they focus in on you and you're able to gather that back, gain some distance away from that object and safely, uh, control your dog. So guys, the recommendation here is you have to do this several times and lots of different ways. And why I go through different stages and different versions of leave it is simple. Um, what we're trying to do is get the dog to generally understand what leave it means and leave it doesn't have one specific meaning. It's not just like the command sit. There's no other interpretation for humans or dogs of what sit means. When the dog's butts on the ground, they understand what that means. And so do you. Well, leave it has a very more, um, much more of a, a ambiguous, um, determination, but also it comes with a bit of uh, decision-making that the dog needs to make, and they need to make the right decision. And that right decision is staring in your eyes, not just going with their impulses and grabbing something with their mouth, gobbling it up, or stealing it or running away, 
or more importantly, just reacting to any kind of uh, distraction or stimuli. This is teaching the dog impulse control, soothing themselves, and also focus on what's important, which is you, the human, and family member. You're the one that knows best for them. You're the teacher. You're the doctor. You're the playmate. You're the chef. You're everything to this dog. And this is a great technique to teach your dog to really enjoy how to do that because ultimately, I didn't say, what do you do once you've blocked the dog? Okay, so you've blocked the dog and the dog said, leave it. Now, how do we release that? Actually, what you're going to do is when the dog looks in your eyes for the first time, you're going to say, okay, and step out of the way. Let the dog go for it. So we do this a couple of times. The dog's going to understand and look for that cue saying, okay, and then the dog goes flying towards, the, towards that treat. As this starts to happen, you're actually reinforcing what I said earlier. You're saying, not now. Just wait a second. Have some patience. Slow your roll, dog. Once you do, good things happen. So... With that, uh, I think we can end this particular episode. And uh, again, thank you everybody for your support. If you have a chance, uh, go over to uh, anchor.fm forward slash adam-casper and you can sponsor me, like I said, for 99 cents per month. And uh, if you decide to do anything beyond that, that would be fantastic. Um, again, check out my webpage, which is www.casperdogtraining.com all one word, forward slash book dash online, and you can book yourself an online training dog training session where I can address anything from puppy issues to behavior issues to basic obedience and also family education. Uh, another great thing I've been teaching on that is uh, dog body language. I have a visual aid that everybody can get, print out, put on the refrigerator, uh, keep in their home, so you can actually start to really understand what's going on in the dog's brain when we're asking them to do stuff or they're in situations where maybe they seem a little afraid or you're not sure why you're not getting through to the dog. There's lots of great detail that I can, I, I can convey on that, and uh, it definitely needs a visual aid. So, everybody, thank you for listening to the podcast. I appreciate all your support, and we will talk to you all soon. Be well, stay safe, wash your hands, stay home, take care. Cheers.